Welcome to the Lifehouse Podcast. Our aim is that together we can love God, love others as we walk each step with Christ. We hope you find this message practical, encouraging and life-giving. Be blessed. Wow, that was so good, Tash. Where uh, There she is. It's been so good to see you come into the church and grow and get to know God's love for you. So good. Let's pray for Tash. Father, we just pray that you would bless Tash and that you would just keep her on this journey. There's many of us here that are on a journey. We're looking towards you, God. And so this morning as I speak, I pray that you would, you would awaken us, awaken our spirit, Father. Like you took hold of Tasha's hand and you've shown her things and you've given her life. Father, we pray that you do the same for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So my name's Mark, I'm one of the pastors here, and I get the blessing today to speak on our Galatians series, uh, number three today, and it's called Break Free. Break Free. And I love the book of Galatians. It's just, it's just such a great book. Paul, um, Paul really is about getting back to basics with Galatians, and he he just wants to kind of strip all the stuff away that we get distracted by and come back to the core, the thing that we stand on in our faith. Not just a group of people meeting together. We're here and we believe that the Holy Spirit, that God's Spirit is moving and He can speak. I'm just like a normal guy, but God is not a normal guy and He can change us on the inside, can't He? So the first verse I want to, um, the first verse I want to uh, say is this. It's from Galatians 5, verse 7. And it says this. In a good race, who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? You were running a good race, he says to the Galatian church. But, but something went wrong. Someone cut in on you. Got you off track. Uh, who here likes to run? <laughs> yes, we've got some runners out there. Um, there's probably two kind of people, right? There's probably those that like to run and those that avoid it. I was, um, I just love Facebook. It's so funny, the stuff people put up on there. And, and I was reading it this week, and there was a, a picture that someone put up. And it was a picture of a marathon runner. You know, mar- you, and you know what marathon runners look like, right? They don't look well, you know. <laughs> he's, the, you know, he's like, he's, he looks like he hasn't eaten for about three weeks. He looks sick. He looks like he's got malaria or something, you know. He's just struggling. He's just struggling to stand up. And so he's, you know, and he's running and his face is like all kind of distorted. And, and uh, it, it said something like this, um, marathon runners. Has someone told them they don't have to? You know, <laughs> it's like the, the author of this is just confused. They're like, you know, we've got cars, you know, we've got bikes, we've got trains. And, and they, why are they running 40 miles, you know, or 40 kilometers? It's just like, it doesn't make sense, you know. 
But, uh, but anyway, they, they love it. Don't want to beat up marathon runners. That's great if that's their thing. But, but lately I've been, I, probably the last two years, I've started to do a little bit of running. <gasps> you know, a little bit of running. And um, I, I, read, I read some stuff about it being like healthy. You know, there's, it's good for your heart. And uh, it's it's good for osteoporosis because it the 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 um, pushing off the ground uh, causes your bones to grow stronger and it helps to stop them them breaking down and it and it's good for your brain. That's what I heard. It's good for your brain that it increases blood flow and it helps your memory. So I thought I thought I need I need I need to do some running, right? So. So I don't run much, like I run, well, I haven't run, I'm a little bit out of my routine, but generally I run once or twice a week and for only two kilometres. So it's not, it's not a lot of running. And so I start off at my uh, letterbox and I, I kind of walk for about 100 metres or 200 metres just to kind of get things kind of, you know, lubed up a bit and, you know, ready to go. And then, and then I kind of run. Now, it's got this gentle slope down to uh, around the corner to the horses and then it's a gentle slope up and so I start off running downhill and it and I started to really enjoy it like it's ah oh, it feels good especially downhill bit the, the uphill bit no not so much but the downhill bit I feel like I'm actually fit you know you know what it's like running downhill I was like yeah man I can do this and, so, and I got the dog and she's like she thinks it's great and she's trotting along next to me and I feel free and the wind's blowing in your hair and I'm not puffed yet. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, who remembers that? You ever, does anyone like that? When you just, you just kind of get, before you get puffed, it's good, right? It's like, yeah, you know, especially if it's downhill. So I've been, I've been running. And that's, that's the kind of like the, the vision I get of the Galatian church. When, when the Apostle Paul, he's, he's, he's gone and found them. He's visited them in Galatia. Now, Galatia's probably the middle of Turkey somewhere is what they think that these people were situated in. And Paul goes up and, and he visits these people and he tells them the gospel. He tells them about Jesus and they accept it with joy. And, they, and, and Paul says, you've started the race well. And they're running and they feel free and their lives are changed. Something's kind of going on in their lives and they're transformed. When I was, um, when I was about, I don't know, maybe five or six years old, I had the start of my race experience. Tash shared last week about uh, believing in God, you, you can believe that there is a God, you can believe that in Him or believing Him. Like actually coming to hear His words and believe them. She said that was really different. It was a great message last week. If you missed it, check it out. Yeah. Got a fan. Got a few fans here, Tash. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I reckon you're amazing. And so she talked about this is different. There's a difference between believing in God. And that's what happened to me when I was this, this little kid. I went to this, uh, this kind of kids camp, Christian kids camp. And 
Like I'd grown up in a Christian church. I, I kind of believed that there was a God. But as, the, as this kind of kid's pastor stood up in this old shearing shed and he shared with us about Jesus. And he talked about the things that Jesus did and the things that he said. And, and he said, you can get to know you can get to know this guy. He can become part of your life. And, and, and who would like to kind of get to know him? And I can't even remember what the words I spoke were. To be honest, it probably, probably is not important what was coming out of here, but it was important what was going on in my heart. You know, there was, there was something that I chose to hold on to. I believed, I believed him. And and everything kind of changed as I was standing there I felt I felt like um, love I felt like love surround me I felt um, I felt peace I felt joy I felt happy I felt I felt free I felt forgiven I felt I felt clean and I felt that I was made right I'm going to talk about that a bit more through the message that I was made right that I was wrong but God made me right it was this thing placed on me that there was nothing between me and God anymore I felt close to him who here has experienced that maybe maybe in your yeah maybe in, when you're a kid teenager adult maybe last week it, it's like I can't explain it. It's like this feeling of lightness and freedom and acceptance as I believed in Jesus. And that, that is what happened to the Galatian church. Paul goes, he visits them, he shares with them Jesus and they, they, they start to kind of live for him they they they're doing good they start running their race they're 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 transformed they feel free they're telling their friends their neighbors about him they're doing miracles and it's doing good but then something went wrong something tripped them up something got them off track have you ever felt that? Have you ever had bad news? Not just not just bad news like oh like you've you've got a bill that you didn't expect, but something that really derailed you. Something that caused you to doubt everything. Maybe you got sacked from a job that you thought you were doing well maybe you know you, you were working hard and you thought everything was going good and the the boss came to you and says not nah, you're out you know you, you're hopeless and it just it caused you to think what i thought i was doing okay maybe maybe someone left you in a relationship and you just felt like what what even is the truth like i'm i'm just I thought we were doing good. And this just hits you for a six. Maybe you've been bullied and it just caused you to doubt everything. Maybe a whole heap of things have happened. But 
I guess that's happened a number of times in my life, but the first time it happened, I was in year four. And that was a tough year for me. I was just a little tacker. And um, I, had, I had this teacher. And looking back on it now, I can see that she had a lot of problems. She was really, she was a really angry lady. She would just yell at us, you know. She would, she would call us names. She'd, she'd uh, throw stuff around, like she'd throw stuff around the classroom and throw stuff at us. Like she was really pretty messed up. It was a tough. It was a tough year. And then at the end of that year, uh, mum and dad decided they were going to pull me out of that school and go to a, another school. And as I had my first meeting with the, the new teacher, she broke it to me, the, the hard news. She said, Mark, um, you're behind two years. And so... Not only had I not learned anything in year four, but because of the trauma and the stuff that I'd gone through, I'd, I'd gone backwards, you know. It, it, and I couldn't, I couldn't learn anything. I couldn't spell. I couldn't write. You know, it, it really kind of messed me up. But when, but when she, she told me that, it was just like I was gutted because I thought I was doing okay. And then all of a sudden all this fear filled me like, well, what's, how am I going to go forward now? Like, well, everything seemed to be in doubt, you know. It's like, well, and I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I, I felt like I wasn't up to scratch with all my, my housemates. I thought I was lagging behind and I just felt like everything I'd stood on before was gone. And I, and I think that's kind of probably how the guys in the, the Galatian church felt. You know, they were, they were doing well. They'd accepted Paul's words. They, they, they'd received Jesus. And they, they knew him. But then this group of people came to them and, and they said, Guys, like, you, no, 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 no. You've missed the boat. You keep this up, you're going to hell. Like you've got, you've got no idea. You, you've got to, you, don't you understand? Like you've got to do this and you've got to do that. You've got to do this. And it caused them to doubt what they had. It caused them to rethink everything. And so it's, they said, so these guys said they were failing. They'd missed the boat. They didn't understand salvation. They didn't understand the Bible. They told them that, they said, you guys are wrong with God. This is what you need to do to be made right with God. This is what you need to do. And they gave them a list of things they needed to do to be made right with God. He said, you need to read the Bible our way. You need to understand our theology. You need to be circumcised. That was a big thing that they said. You guys, you think that you're right with God? No. You've got to, you've got to be circumcised. You've got to follow these rules. And then, then you'll be right with God. Then you're a real Christian. 
Maybe even as I'm saying these words, it's got some of you thinking. Maybe already you're recognising that you had that freedom. You were running a good race. You've remembered what it was like when you first accepted Jesus. And you realise you don't feel like that anymore. But someone has got you off track. And somehow you've got it in your head that you have to do all these things. Maybe you're realising now that you lost something that you had. You know, like those... Um, those Mad Max movies where, where kind of Max is in this beat up old car and he's got the people he care about and he's got his fuel in the back and he puts it into gear and he floors it and he's going for the finish line. He's going to safety and it's all looking like it's going to be good and then out the corner of his eye and you, and you see in the movie this big semi-trailer with the big spikes on the wheels and just smash it off the road just derail him. Maybe that's happened to you. Maybe, maybe that's what happened, I think, to the Galatians. So they told him this stuff. You've got to be circumcised. You've got to follow these rules. And they believed it. They believed it. So Paul writes this letter to get them back on track. He says in Galatians 1 verse 6, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. He says that they've believed a different gospel, which is no gospel at all. So what's Paul talking about? What is the gospel? What is the gospel? What is this gospel that Paul is talking about? Well, it's a complex question. Because the gospel, the gospel is... Well, there's the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Mark, Luke, and John. Together they are the Gospel. But what the Gospel is, it's what he did, it's what he said, it's who he is. That's the Gospel. It's Jesus' life, it's the things he said, it's what he did, it's called the good news. It's Jesus. Now, we can summarise that and break it down a little bit, but it's, it's more than this. But the, the, uh, the Gospel of John chapter 3 really kind of compresses it a bit into, into the chapter and really outlines really nicely what the Gospel is. But even so, more so, we've got John 3.16. 
And that is kind of what a lot of people suggest is uh, pretty much the gospel squashed into a couple of sentences. And uh, John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So God so loved the world, us, that he gave Jesus, his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him, believes in him, Would not perish, but have life. Have life. Believes in Jesus. Believes in in who He is. Believes the gospel. That, that it's not who believes John three sixteen, but who believes in Jesus. That he whoever believes. That when Jesus said that he was the Son of God. It was true. That who believes that when Jesus said that he died for us, it was true. That he believes that when Jesus said it's better to give than receive, it's true. When he said that it's good to forgive your enemy, it's true. We believe in him. We believe in what he says. We believe that he is good and not evil. That's the gospel, right? Believing in Jesus, they're forgetting. He says, you're getting off track. You're not believing the gospel. You're believing another gospel, which isn't a gospel at all. And he brings them back. Galatians 5 verses 4 to 6 says this. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. In other words, you who are trying to be justified, trying to be made right by what you do, have been separated from Jesus. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, we eagerly wait by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Paul says, guys, circumcision, uncircumcision, the law, trying to do all these things to be made right with God, you're missing the point. It doesn't matter. What matters is faith, faith in Jesus. And expressing that through love, that's all that matters. Um, there's lots of things that are in the law that are good. 
Paul's not trying to tear that down. He's not trying to say the law and all the things that we know are good to do, like not to commit adultery and, and not to, to um, lie and cheat and steal. He's, he's, saying, he's not trying to say that those things are evil or wrong. He's, he's saying clearly, is circumcision, uncircumcision, it, it, that's not the point. But the point is, well, let me say it like this. It's good to do what is right, so long as you're not trusting through it to be made right. It's good to do what's right. There's lots of things in the law that is good, so long as you're not thinking that it makes you right. Remember I said at the start in my, in my salvation experience and I was in that little shearing shed and I felt that I was made right. God made me right with him. There was nothing between me and him. There was nothing in the way. He put it on me. And this is the big thing. This is why, why Paul was so passionate about it because it's not that they were getting circumcised. He didn't, he didn't really care about that. In fact, if you read Acts, Paul himself circumcised Timothy. We'll go talk about that another time. If you want to understand that, we'll, we'll talk about it. But he wasn't against it. He was against them thinking they were made right through it. That they were doing it because they thought that was, that's what they needed to do to be saved. They were doing what they thought was right so they would be made right. They were following a different gospel. Following a Who here wants to be healthy? Who here likes to be healthy? Who here is trying to be healthy? Yeah, right. Trying to be healthy. Maybe you're kind of trying to avoid chocolate, having a healthy breakfast, maybe doing some running or, you know, a little bit of walking around the block. And, you know, you want to be healthy. Is that good or bad? It's good, right? It's good to be healthy. But Paul's kind of trying to say here that motivation matters. If you want to be healthy... If you want to be healthy because you love your family, you want to be around for them. You want to be around for them. You want to, you want to care for them. You want to, you want to see your kids grow up. If you want to be healthy because you recognize that God's got a call on your life and you're wanting to outwork that and, and be used by God to impact people for good, Maybe you, um, maybe you want to be healthy just because you're just thankful for the body that God has given you and you just want to, just want to honor him by blessing it. Or we can be healthy because we're scared of death. We can try and be healthy because we, we feel that I don't know if I can trust God with my life. I need to hang on to this life as long as I can, and, and I, I, I fear. 
That's another gospel. It's, it's, it's kind of the, the thing that Paul's talking about. The only thing that matters is faith through love. I was talking about health, but I'm talking about salvation. How we live matters. Are we motivated by fear? Thinking that if we get it wrong, we're going to hell? Or are we living through faith in Jesus? Are we trying to do things to be, to be made right with God instead of trusting that it's him that makes us right? The last story I want to tell is a story of uh, Abraham and Sarah. So right smack bang in the middle of Galatians is this story Paul tells about Abraham and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah were old. Many of you would know the story. And they were told by God that they were going to be a blessing on all mankind. That God wanted to bless them and that he was going to give them a son. But it wasn't happening as quick as they thought. So Abraham came up with this idea that, that he would sleep with Sarah's maidservant, her helper. And, and then that way he can have a son. And he did have a son. And he was called Ishmael. But that wasn't God's plan. That wasn't what God promised. That wasn't it at all. And then not long after that, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, did a miracle in Sarah and she became pregnant and she gave birth to Isaac. <sighs> While running. So Isaac, you know, now now Paul brings this up because it's really important. Ishmael was the son, the child, the fruit of Abraham trying to do things himself. But Isaac, Isaac was a miracle. Isaac was a miracle. It happened through the Spirit. It happened through the Spirit, not through human effort. It happened through trust, not through fear. And Paul's sharing this with the Galatians because he wants them to understand. He wants them to understand that it's through the Spirit. It's through the Spirit that we're made whole. It's through the Spirit that the promise is placed on them. And even more so than this, Paul is trying to get through the Galatians that, that this promise that God made to Abraham, that one day that his kids would be the family of God. He's saying, that's you. That is you. 
if you trust in yourself, you are, your fruit will be slavery. The maidservant, it's not free. But if you trust in me, you are what I was talking about. You are my precious children. So get rid of these ideas of you having to do this or do that. Get back to where it started. Get back to that time where you believed in faith. And you received me and all that stuff was placed on you. And fear, that wretched fear wasn't part of your life. But you're free. You're free to me, my children. If I could have the, uh, the piano, thanks, Ben. Thanks, Tim. I want to finish with this challenge. Some people are reading the Bible because you love Jesus. Some of you are reading the Bible every day. You're getting up and you're reading those words because you love Jesus and you recognize that these words are good. You want to get to know him more. You're taking steps towards him. Some people here, you're just starting your journey and you're you're reading about Jesus and you're wanting to investigate who this guy is because you're starting your your journey and you're not really sure what it's all about, but you're open. God's starting to do something in your life. But some of you, some of us, because I've done it, are reading the Bible because you fear. Because deep down, you've been a bit derailed. And you worry that if you don't read the Bible, something bad will happen. That maybe God won't love you. That his favour won't be on you. And so you do it out of fear. It's a different gospel. Some people here come to church because you, you know that Jesus calls you to it and you've read in the Word that he says, kind of gather together I'm building my church and and you come here in faith knowing that that you're going to be built up and and that God is going to grow you through our interaction with each other you come to church because you want to find out what God's calling you and you want to contribute because you know Jesus has given you spiritual gifts some of us sometimes come to church because We worry that if we don't, if we don't, we're going to be turned away. We're not going to go to heaven. We're going to miss the boat and it's motivated by fear and that's that's another gospel. It's not, it's not what it's about.
you were running a good race. You were running a good race. Who got in your ear? Who derailed you? Who told you that if you don't do this or don't do that, that God's going to kick you out, kick you down? It's another gospel. Some of you, some of you have believed that if you don't understand revelation, and if you and if you don't understand the full interpretation of of a particular prophet on YouTube that you'll be left behind. That you have to understand that otherwise you're not saved. It's another gospel. There's nothing wrong with reading revelation through faith, but not fear. Some of you are worried that if you go to the shops and you buy something and on the on the barcode it's got 666, then you're going to hell. It's another gospel. Either Jesus is enough to save us or He's not. Let's put our faith in Him. Let's put our faith in Him. Not in having to get everything right. Church is not Jesus plus avoiding barcodes that gets you to heaven. It's just Jesus. It's not Jesus and circumcision that gets you to heaven. It's just Jesus. Would you like to stand? Right now I've asked Tim to lead us in a song called Heart of Worship. And it's, it's a song that was written about this guy who realised he just needed to get back to Jesus. That he needed just to focus on Him. That he'd been derailed. He'd got sidetracked with this or that. And he had fear in his life. And he'd forgotten how good it felt. When he, when he just said, Jesus, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that in you I am made clean, in you I am made whole. Thank you, Jesus. I am made right in Christ. That is the gospel. So as Tim leads us, I just encourage you, if you think you've gotten a bit off track and you're aware that there's certain fears that are motivating you, just let go of that rotten fear and put your faith in Jesus. If you've realised that you're on the right track, that you've kept hold of Jesus and you haven't let fear derail you, just let this be a beautiful time of just sitting in Jesus' presence and acknowledging His grace on us. Or maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about. You've never had that experience. You've never, you don't even know who this Jesus is. I just encourage you this morning as, as Tim leads to, 
to take a step towards Him. To, to say a prayer of faith and say, Jesus, if you're real, would you reveal yourself to me? Because if you are, I want you. If you are true, if you are God, then I want to hold on to you. So let's join together as a church, each of you with a different prayer, a different story, and do business with God to speak to Him this morning. Let's get back to Jesus. Thanks, Tim. Thank you for joining us this week. If you wish to connect with us, please send an email to info at life.house or come and see us at 170 Adelaide Road, Murray Bridge. And remember, the door is always open for you at Lifehouse. God's house, our home.